Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, December 8th, and we start as always with local news. In an effort to better its firefighter workforce, the Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen is considering an increase in pay for its first responders. The proposed increase was discussed this week during the Board of Mayor and Aldermen's Monday work session, in which Spring Hill Fire Chief Greg Temple said, This is a first step in bettering the department, as well as a positive incentive to retain Spring Hill Fire Department employees. The city has been working to find solutions to help grow its fire department, which included voting to approve an application for a federal grant from the Department of Homeland Security back in November, which would allow the city to hire new firefighters. The grant, if approved, would afford the city to maintain these new employees over the next three years. I believe this does take positive steps to increase our starting pay. It also increases our ability to pay our other members, whether it's the fire engineer, fire captains, and battalion chiefs at a slightly higher rate, Temple said. There are a few positions here we are looking to expand upon, one of those being a senior firefighter position, another is a senior engineer, as well as a fire lieutenant position, he said. The Board of Mayor and Aldermen will vote on the proposed pay increase later this month, which will be the first of two readings, given that it would require a city budget amendment. Once approved, the increase would take effect in January, Temple added. This is going to be huge for our current staff, and I hope that it's going to show them that we are making good faith efforts moving forward, Temple said. Though the proposed increase will vary depending on employment status and how long each individual has served the department, the impact on the city's budget will be approximately $300,000. Our commitment is that this will be implemented on January 1, even if we can't get it done by January 1. We've made that commitment and want to honor it, City Administrator Pam Kasky said, but I don't want to do it without a budget amendment. The idea is to keep this moving, she said. The city is also preparing to undergo a compensation study, which would evaluate things like salary rates, department budgets, and employee statuses, which is estimated to cost approximately $70,000. Temple added that the study would provide the necessary data to be implemented into the city's 2023-2024 budget, which could possibly include an additional increase. That would be the second step, Temple said. This will help us be competitive as far as recruitment purposes, but also for longevity. This will help us solidify our employment, hopefully, so that they won't be looking to where the grass is greener, where the dollar is more, because we can offer that here, he said. Respiratory illnesses are impacting communities across the country, and southern Middle Tennessee is no exception. Murray Regional Health reported it performed a total of 360 tests for influenza, A and B, RSV, and COVID-19 from November 11th through December 4th. There were 63 positive tests for flu, A, 0 for flu B, 35 for COVID-19, and 9 for RSV. Murray Regional Health also had 12 patients hospitalized with the flu as of December 6th. We usually see an increase in cases of respiratory illness and hospitalizations during the late fall and early winter. However, we are currently experiencing a higher number of flu cases compared to prior years, said Dr. Deborah Goldsmith, an infectious disease specialist at Murray Regional Medical Center. Unfortunately, all of these illnesses spread rapidly. So when we gather with loved ones for the holidays, it's easy to to transmit them. Please remember to cover your cough, 
If you need to cough or sneeze around others, do it into the crook of your elbow to avoid spreading infections, she said. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has reported that seasonal flu activity has been high this year in the U.S., and that trend isn't slowing down. According to the CDC, there have been at least 8.7 million illnesses, 78,000 hospitalizations, and 4,500 deaths from flu so far this season nationally. The national cumulative hospital rate for this time of year is at its highest point since 2010 and 2011. We've already seen a very active flu season nationally and in southern Middle Tennessee, so we continue to recommend everyone who is able to get vaccinated annually against the flu and be fully vaccinated for COVID-19, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. This is particularly important for those at greater risk, including the elderly and immunocompromised. Also, don't forget to wash your hands regularly, and if you're sick, stay home, he said. The single best way to avoid complications from respiratory illness is getting vaccinated against the flu and COVID-19. The CDC recommends everyone ages six months and older to get a flu vaccine annually. The COVID-19 bivalent booster is also now available for everyone five years and older if it has been at least two months since getting their last COVID-19 vaccine dose. For more information on respiratory illnesses, including symptoms, testing, and vaccinations, you can visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash respiratory dash illnesses. The Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, a charitable organization dedicated to enriching the quality of life in Middle Tennessee and beyond, has announced $2.8 million in grants to 435 local nonprofit organizations as part of its 2022 annual grant-making process. The grants will benefit nonprofits in 34 area counties, including Bedford, Cannon, Cheatham, Coffee, Cumberland, Davidson, all the way alphabetically through Wilson, including Murray County. The average grant size is $6,431. The six grantees in Murray County received a total of $38,340 and include the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee, Murray County, who received $12,000 to provide tutoring by certified teachers and intensive academic mentoring to 100 high dropout risk youth to ensure high school graduation. The Center of Hope received $5,000 to provide therapeutic counseling to victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, stalking, and human trafficking to heal from trauma. The Murray County Senior Citizens received $3,840 to provide emergency food boxes for Murray County low-income older adults ages 60 and over. Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation received $7,500 to bridge the gap for at-risk women battling cancer by providing the support and resources needed during and after treatment. The Well Outreach received $7,000 to provide monthly protein sources to 600-plus food insecure families in Central Tennessee for up to seven months. And Watershed Public Theater received $3,000 to produce Romeo and Juliet to close WPT's 2022-2023 season and as the final project of the Journeyman Troop training program. The largest grant allocations were made in the following categories. Human Services made up about 26% of grants for a total of $736,860. Arts and Humanities made up 18% of grants for a total of $508,000. Education made up 13% of grants for a total of $368,000, and health made up 11% of the grants at $318,000. Grant making is the heart and soul of the Community Foundation, said Laundria Lewis, CFMT's Vice President of Grants. 
Good work happens every day in our community through the efforts of dedicated and talented staff and volunteers of nonprofit organizations, and we are happy to support that work. We also want to say thank you to the generous donors who make it possible for the Community Foundation to support our Middle Tennessee communities by connecting generosity with need, she said. The Community Foundation awards discretionary grants annually from its unrestricted and field of interest funds to Middle Tennessee nonprofits. Grants are awarded through an open application process for organizations addressing community needs and benefiting the well-being of residents through valuable programs and innovative services. For more information on the grant process and for a complete list of 2022 grant recipients, you can go to www.cfmt.org forward slash grants to learn more about the 2000 more than 2000 of Middle Tennessee's nonprofits and the wonderful work they do. Go to the CFMT initiative at www.givingmatters.com. Yesterday, a grand opening took place in the new business Pooch Paradise in Mount Pleasant. WKOM-WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting to learn more about what that business has to offer your pets. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon I'm in downtown Mount Pleasant, Tennessee at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Pooch Paradise. I'm speaking with Lauren Laws, who's the owner of Pooch Paradise. Lauren, congratulations. Thank you. What do you offer here at Pooch Paradise? I am a full grooming salon. And those services include? Um, Bath, blow dry, haircut, um, ear cleaning, toenail clipping. You name it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, what are your days and hours? Um, I'm here right now Mondays and Wednesdays. Drop-off is between 6.45 to 9, and I usually text when they're ready. Is a reservation required? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. For more information and to make a reservation, where do people go? Um, you can text at 931-982-1188 or I have a Facebook page that's under Pooch Paradise. You can send me a message. There we go, folks. Again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Pooch Paradise in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. And, Lauren, congratulations. Thank you. Following the release of the Tennessee Department of Education's 2021-2022 state report card, Murray County Public Schools saw a small increase in success rate for the 2021-2022 school year. The findings also revealed the district is behind the state average, with grades 9 through 12 measuring the lowest. According to the Tennessee Department of Education, the district grades band success rates are assessed based on the percentage of students who meet or exceed grade-level expectations on state math and English language arts assessments. Grades 3 through 5 showed the highest success rate with 31% of students meeting expectations, compared to the state's average of 33.8%. Grades 6 through 8 fell behind at 21.5%, while 9 through 12 measured at 19.9%. However, the rate increased several points from last year's report card, with grades 3 through 5 seeing the largest jump. Meanwhile, the graduation rate for the district declined by nearly three points compared to the 2020 school year, measuring 1% below the state's average. In addition to success rate, the state report card contains general information such as enrollment, finance, and staffing. The report also includes performance indicators such as growth, chronically out of school, and progress on English language proficiency.
Catherine Gizzy, believed to be the oldest living resident in Murray County, celebrated her 103rd birthday on Tuesday, November 29th in Columbia. Those in attendance to mark her 103 years included Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt and State Representative Scott Sapicki. Gizzy, who is originally from New Jersey, was born in 1919. After graduating 8th grade at age 12, she began working full-time as a nanny to support her family during the Great Depression. Quitting was never an option for her when there was hardship, said her daughter, Marion Haynes, who also lives in Columbia. She took what she learned and never looked back. Compelled to leave school at age 17 to continue supporting her family, Gizzy worked numerous jobs to keep the family going. In 1945, Gizzy married Alexander J. Gizzy, who was her one and only date. Together, the two started a dry cleaning and tailoring business where she worked for 30 years. Gizzy returned to school at age 59 to achieve her GED. She then went on to obtain her LPN at 60 and worked at a New Jersey area hospital until age 78. Haynes said her mother, who has resided in Murray County since 2013, is in fairly good health, having beat cancer twice. When asked the secret to her long life, Haynes attributes prayer. I've never met anyone who's lived a more prayerful life than her, she said. I believe it's her prayer life and hard work in adversity. Murray Regional Medical Center has earned the Joint Commission's Gold Seal of Approval for Hospital and Home Care Accreditation by demonstrating continuous compliance with its performance standards. The Gold Seal is a symbol of quality that reflects a health patient's organization's, I'm sorry, health care organization's commitment to providing safe and quality patient care. Murray Regional Medical Center underwent a rigorous, unannounced on-site review on November 8th. During the visit, a team of Joint Commission reviewers evaluated compliance with Murray Regional Health Standards, spanning several areas, including emergency management, environment of care, infection prevention and control, leadership, and medication management. We're proud to receive accreditation by the Joint Commission on both of our hospital and home care programs, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. Providing safe and quality patient care is our top priority and something we pride ourselves in. Our physicians and hospital staff staff do such a great job of making sure our patients are well cared for, and I thank them for their dedication, he said. The Joint Commission standards are developed in consultation with healthcare experts and providers, measurement experts, and patients. They're informed by scientific literature and and expert consensus to help healthcare organizations measure, assess, and improve performance. The surveyors also conducted on-site observations and reviews. As a private accreditor, the Joint Commission surveys healthcare organizations to protect the health by identifying deficiencies in care and working with those organizations to correct them as quickly and sustainably as possible, said Mark Pelletier, Chief Operating Officer of Accreditation and Certification Operations and Chief Nursing Executive with the Joint Commission. We commend Murray Regional Medical Center for its continuous quality improvement efforts in patient safety and quality of care, he said. For more information on the Joint Commission, you can visit www.jointcommission.org. To view a list of providers, services, and more information for Murray Regional Medical, you can visit www.murrayregional.com. Come out for a winter solstice celebration to commemorate this shortest day of the year on Monday, December 21st from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Story time will take place at 11 a.m. Uh, all of this will take place at Murray County Park in the Kiwanis Pavilion next to the Kids' Kingdom Playground located at 1018 Murray County Park Drive, Columbia, Tennessee. 
They will make winter luminaries, pinecone bird feeders, dried orange ornaments, and share some wassail, a type of spiced cider, alongside a host of other activities, including story time. If you have questions, you can call the number 931-375-6103, or you can email e McLean, that's E-M-C-C-L-A-I-N, at murraycounty-tn.gov. Columbia State Community College welcomes Jamie Paul and Leif Shires to the Cherry Theater today, December 8th, as part of the first Farmers Performance Series. Jamie Paul and Leif Shires are returning for the holidays. Jamie and Leif are internationally acclaimed artists who make old songs shine with making legendary music into the current obsessions of today's music lover. Jamie began as a first-call studio singer, then singing live as backing vocalist for the likes of Winona and Kelly Clarkson. Leaf's career has flourished working with artists as varied as Kelly Clarkson, Jack White, Shania Twain, Barry Gibb, Wanda Jackson, and as part of the most influential horn section in music history, the Memphis Horns. Leaf and Jamie are reinventing the classics for a new generation of music enthusiasts. Fun, festive, and full of holiday spirit is what this show is all about, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. Buy your tickets, bring friends and family, and enjoy the show, she said. Individual tickets are on sale for $30 plus tax for adults and $20 plus tax for Columbia State students. You can charge tickets by phone using a major credit card by calling 931-540-2879 or purchase them in person in Room 113 and the prior administration building in the Columbia campus. On the night of the performance, that's tonight, the box office opens at 6 in the Kenneth and Ramona Cherry Theater, located in the Wayman L. Hickman Building in the Columbia Campus. Theater doors will open at 6.30, and the show will begin at 7. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash performance dash series. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Ernestine Hughes Whitley, retired banker and widow of Ross A. Whitley Jr., died Sunday, December 4th at her residence in Columbia. Funeral services for Mrs. Whitley will be conducted on Thursday, December 8th at 12 o'clock at Graymere Church of Christ. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 10 a.m. until 12 at Graymere Church of Christ. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. Larry Wayne King, 81, retired employee of Dairymen Incorporated and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, December 4th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. King will be conducted on Friday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 12 noon until service time at the funeral home. Mrs. Hilda Faye Grimes Honeycutt. 71, a resident of St. Petersburg, Florida, and a former resident of Columbia, died Thursday, November 17th at her residence. A memorial service for Mrs. Honeycutt will be conducted on Saturday, December 10th at 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends after 10 a.m. on Saturday at the funeral home. Mr. Fate Thomas Hanvey, 78 a retired forklift operator for Samsonite, died Sunday, December 4th at his residence in Columbia. A memorial service for Mr. Hanvey will be conducted on Saturday at 5 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 1 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. 
Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have more rain today with thunderstorms possible. The high will reach 66 degrees with light and variable winds. Tonight, we can expect more clouds and occasional rain showers. The low will be 54. Chance of overnight rain, 60%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. It's a path to a better life. It's a way to help you communicate more effectively. From high school equivalency classes and testing to English as a second language and college prep courses, there's no shortage of opportunities to enhance the lives of you and your family. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. Go to TNWorkReady.com to unlock your maximum potential. Brought to you by Tennessee Adult Education, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. More than 1,500 farmers from across the state gathered in Franklin on December 3rd through the 6th for Tennessee Farm Bureau Federation's 101st annual meeting. The group recognized and presented awards to outstanding county farm bureaus, learned about the latest updates in agriculture, and adopted policy resolutions for the upcoming year. Our annual convention is our biggest event of the year, and it's a special time of year for our entire statewide leadership to gather in one venue and connect and celebrate with so many in agriculture, said Tennessee Farm Bureau President Eric Mayberry. Session speakers included United States veteran Jay Strobino, Farm Journal Foundation Director of Government Affairs Kelsey Barnes, United States Court of International Trade Judge Stephen Vaden, and Tennessee Valley Authority Chief Executive Officer Jeff Lyish. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee also addressed the group and shared his vision for the next four years, his commitment to farmers and rural communities, and his appreciation to Tennessee Farm Bureau and the grassroots leaders. Thank you for what you do. You're a part of our most important economy. You are the most important part of the economy, said Governor Lee. Your presence here and your work to continue moving that forward is a very special thing to do, and I thank you for it, he said. During the annual business session, 240 delegates debated policy proposals and passed resolutions to guide and direct the organization in 2023 at the state and federal level. Some of the topics discussed were farm policy related to the upcoming farm bill, animal welfare, private property rights, and much more. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Columbia wine lovers have a new spot to enjoy as Grinders Switch Winery celebrated its newest location this month at its North Garden Street site. The Centerville-based winery, which was founded in 2006 by husband and wife Joey and Gail Chesser, joins Murray County's local winemakers, bringing an assortment of dry reds, sweet wines, as well as a spot for customers to purchase locally sourced food items such as cheeses, sweets, and more. Grinder Switch Winery is located at 501 North Garden Street in the New South Marketplace, sharing a space with other local businesses like Tallgrass Meat Company, Little Juice Company, Mule Town Pottery, and Needle and Grain. General Manager Jody Morgan said the company is excited to be part of Columbia and was attracted to the city based on its current growth and couldn't be happier to have a location adjacent to the downtown square. Morgan added that the tasting room will operate seven days a week and will be a great place to hang out, learn about the winemaking process, and serve customers as another of the city's many downtown local businesses. Its hours of operation are currently 11 to 6, Monday through Thursday, 11 to 8 on Fridays and Saturdays, and noon to 5 on Sundays. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. My friend Chris Yao will be filling in for me tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.